You're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography, design, creativity, and more, with your hosts, Dave Clayton and Alan Hess. Okay, so this is part two of the interview with Dave Blass. Um, Part one, he talked about Star Trek and TV production. Uh, In this episode, he's going to be talking more about his relationship with Alan and how they go back to where they met and the work that they've been involved in and the stuff that they've done shooting as a music photographer and and photography. So um, we do still touch a little bit back into the Star Trek world, but this is more about kind of Alan and Dave talking about their experiences, which is really interesting and great fun. And I said in part one, um, can't thank Dave enough for his time. He gave us almost three hours of, of chat where we kind of planned for an hour so I thought it would be best to split this up into two. So again, thanks for listening to the show. Really appreciate everyone who listens and leaves comments and follows us. So um, yeah, hope you enjoy this part two and uh, see you next time. I want to I want to just touch on uh, one other thing, and that is the fact that um, you're a really good concert photographer. I was just going to say that's that's kind of how we well, tell me, tell me, you know, it's funny. It's like when I'm. When I'm talking to people and I'm talking to Mike Okuda, I'm like sitting there going, you know, he literally wrote the book on Star Trek. And like Alan literally wrote the book on, on concert photography. And it's like, I I swear to God, I every time I go to shoot, I'm like, I'm going to fuck something up. And, and they're like, oh, you got to do a book. And I'm like, no, I got to actually shoot a good photo. Um, And and for me, it's like, I am 100%. It's a, it's a hobby because it started out... Um, because I go and I travel for all these shows and um, you end up you literally getting a call on a Friday be saying Monday morning, we got to be in Atlanta and you can't bring stuff. So it's like you're there for six months in Atlanta. What do you do? What do you, and uh, for me, photography is always a thing. I can bring my camera and, and I can go do things. And I started getting into when I was in New Orleans, getting into shooting uh, live music. And I just like and, it was the first time that I had, well, I, I had just gotten a, a Leica Q. And the fact that you, it, you're you in a club and you could actually get good exposure and do, and do this stuff. So I started experimenting with it there. And then I just started getting more and more into it. And then um, I'm like, okay. So then I was like, I started doing model photography because that's really what everyone does. You're like, you're a dude, you go, go shoot pretty girl. And that's actually how I, I met my wife. Cause she was uh, doing, a, we were doing a modeling photog- photography class together. And, um, and then the whole, the whole idea of like shooting, you know, pretty girls wasn't appealing to me anymore, <laughs> less appealing to her. Um, and so I said, well, I enjoy shooting the music as much if not more uh, because I enjoy, it's like, a, it's like an energy to me, the, the build up to the event, the, the, the fact that it's a short time, it's only, you know, the three songs you have, it's the, you got to get it right, the movement, the energy that they, so it's a, the experience of shooting the photos is almost as much fun as the photos themselves. So it's been something I'm building up to, but, you know, uh, it's just, you know, doing that in addition to other things, but yes, I had that it, like right in the middle of, of shooting one of these things, uh, I was building the, uh, the Enterprise Bridge, I had uh, the, the Enterprise D halfway fitted here. I had to go over and do this thing with with uh, Picard and explain to him because he's like, "Why would I know what this bottle is?" I go, "Well, it's Saurian brandy, sir. Uh, this goes all the way back to Captain Kirk. The thing, it's the same bottle. You would know that it's this bottle, which is why in 2024 it shouldn't be here unless she's an alien." And he's like, "Oh, 
that makes sense. Uh, and I have to run because I got to drive to Fullerton because I'm shooting Kiss tonight. And I'm going to stand there going, I'm going from the set of Star Trek Picard where I'm designing the Enterprise to going shoot and shooting Kiss and only going, I live the best life. I was say, what a shit day that was. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it was four hours in traffic to Fullerton. But literally, you're in traffic going to Fullerton and going, and then you're there you are at Kiss in the front row, five feet away from Paul Stanley going, I got to get the, you know, the the shot of the, the pick on the tongue and, you know, having read Alan's book and, and knowing the things and, you know, having taken classes on and stuff. It's like knowing people think, oh, you're a good photographer. It's like, no, I actually, same thing that I do for photography is what I do for work. It's like, you got to train, you know, mm. like, I, it's amazing how you're in the pit and you're watching uh, photographers and so many young people and like, and they're winging it and going, I'm like, so did you, did you study the concert tapes? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, the, the band does the same thing every single night. So you've got to know when in the thing. So how do you get that shot of Paul with the, with the pick on his thing, on his tongue, or you get the, the shot of, uh, of Scott Ian doing the, the, the split. You got to know when in the shot, when, you know, uh, into the march that Scott does the jump. And you watch it and you go, okay, I got to be there. I got to set up. So you're going to know exactly when to go to get that shot. And they're like, wow, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's not a random, you know, there's a whole system of how all this stuff is done. And, and you know, that's why I, I find that that whole system to be exciting as well. Yeah. I remember I took Alan's class at Photoshop World and there's two things that have always stuck me. Cause my, I still go and see my brother playing. I like taking photographs of him. Mm -hmm. It's two things sticks up on the drums and no mic shadow on the face. Mm -hmm. It's just those little things that you yeah. just pick up as you watch. I mean, I was looking at your photography, Dave, and, uh, and it, it is incredible. I, I think you shot Johnny Depp, didn't you? I did. Yeah. From Hollywood vampires. And, um, and literally, uh, that was at the um and it was funny again i am so and it was and I'm like i i like to complain a lot but i also like to go okay i am so incredibly blessed to to, to have the experiences that i have in life and um i had uh, a, a a friend uh uh for folks out there i had uh signed up on, on the web to 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 get a signed copy of neil's lost hours book and I had watched this documentary and I'm like, oh my God, you know, and I had his posters on my wall. And I, rem I remember as a kid, the name, it's just, it was just such a, a great name. And I remember, and I had his Kevin Dubrow uh, poster on my wall and I actually still have the sketch that I did of it. And I sent a, um, an email to him and for, I wanted to sign a copy of his book. And I, and he, and I said, uh, this and and I said I'm a huge fan. Here's here's my my photos in case you care. But I you, you're such an inspiration. And anyone who knows Neil uh, can, can hear his voice when he says he's like. So he sends me the thing. He's like, hey, uh, you're in Hollywood. Uh, I'm in Hollywood. I don't want to spend money to send the book. Can you come get it? <laughs> you know your stuff's really good. You know anyway. But you can just come by. You know say hi. And I was like. You like my <laughs> And so I go by and he is just like, again, one of the people that is everything you would expect him to be and more. And we just started chatting and I'm going to his garage and hanging out and I'm hanging out for two hours and shooting the shit and this and that. And, and, uh, you know, a week later he asked me sign to, uh, his Atlas icons to do, I'm like, I'm a pro music photographer. And then it was like, we're doing that. And then, uh, 
it was like a week later i would the hollywood vampires were, were in town and i was like and this is when i was still new with it so i wasn't right i wasn't shooting for anyone and i and i would always just use my connections in the industry or this or that and and get in um so i couldn't get couldn't get a photo pass and neil's like i got you covered and he calls in and he, he got me a pass for it and, and everything so I, I was uh it was really great so i have i have a one great shot of johnny depp just it's like perfect and oddly enough uh because i had shot a couple other uh things and i it always i always had uh uh envy because all the photographers had multiple cameras and i only had one uh one body so i brought my Leica q and i show up there and i again not hadn't done any lessons hadn't wasn't smart enough before, but i brought my uh my 70 to 200 lens and it was at the uh the the greek theater well the stage at the greek is three feet high no it's like short it's short so yeah. you're standing like right at the performers and <laughs> they're right there on so i'm like that's the only lens i had and i was like oh shit and then i had my leica so they're a lot and i'm like i can't at one point i'm taking a photo of, of uh, joe perry and i come across and my lens hits alice cooper in the leg because he's standing above me he's like i'm like sitting there and he goes and it look up and just alice is looking down at me like what the fuck are you doing and i'm like ah <laughs> but i i ended up getting a, a photo of, of johnny with uh with with the like which is uh not the the best uh concert but it was just and that photo was a uh, with the 28 millimeter but it was a uh, it was uh, just a fun, fun it's thing. interesting yeah, it's not... you say that because when i looked at that photograph i thought that you had had him in the studio you'd got him to pose perfectly that it was for maybe an ad for a guitar or something mm -hmm. I, I honestly did not know that that was a shot from a concert. I thought yeah. you had had yeah. access to Johnny Depp to shoot him perfectly because yeah. that photo is that good. Yeah. And it's like, I look at it and I'm sitting there going, I, but yeah, I had done, um, uh, I used to, I, and it's funny because people looking at my, my uh, Instagram feed get kind of like, wait, what yeah what yeah it's like it's like they, they come in there for the star trek and they're like wait why is there johnny depp and kids and i go yeah i do that too they're like yeah wait you're, you're a music i go yeah i do a lot of cool things uh but i also had for years to done street photography and so people like people know me as all these different things and like wait you're the star trek movie you know thing uh but it it, it does come in handy because like i said uh scott ian who's a big uh movie buff or whatever i kept in touch with him and when i had to you know get black label society uh i i didn't get approved by the press i'm like damn and i'm like scott can he's like yeah but um uh what's it um i i shot poison like they were one of the first uh bigger bands i shot um and uh i had met brett michaels before but uh ricky rocket we had uh and this alan would chime back in we we rented uh for the first except music video teutonic terror we rented uh a drum kit from ricky rocket and it turns oh, out cool. that his ex-wife or someone uh, they were dating or so lived in my apartment complex in Santa Clarita. So I would see him all the time. So I was like on a I know you basis. So I uh, when Poison, I was up here up in Toronto shooting the boys and Poison came to town. And uh, I, I I had his, his thing and I hit him up and I'm like, hey, uh, can you uh, hook me up with uh Thing. He said, yeah. He's like, do you want to borrow my Leica? I go, 
no, I'm good. But oh my god, I can't believe Ricky Rocky actually asked me to do that. But um, but yeah, it's just it's one of those weird things that it, I have in my life. I've always um, made a point to make friends or find ways in with the worlds that I wanted to be in. So it's like all these people that you know I used to idolize as a as a kid. You know, it's like you know, like I had Neil's uh, photo on my wall growing in high school, uh, and then. Um, Regina Russell, who was an actress that I had worked with at Roger Corman, uh, she later on in life became Regina Benali, and she was married to Frankie Benali. Uh, and I was I was friends with her. So at one point, she's like, "Oh, Frankie wants to have you go over for dinner." I go, "Massive quiet right hand." I'm like, "Yes, yes, I will go over." <laughs> and, uh, and I think I, I can I squeeze you in on Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I got to be friends with him. And uh, and sadly, and again, and and a, a wonderful uh, wonderful thing of that. If you uh, look at any of my photos of uh, Picard's uh, library, uh, we had one of Frankie's paintings, and it's fe featured in uh, just to the right of uh, Picard's uh, desk. So in, in oh, wow. his set, and and that was something that I got from Frankie. And then sadly, he passed away. So we're auctioning off that painting. Uh, for a cancer uh, for a pancreatic cancer charity to oh, help wow. raise awareness on that but but it's that thing of going okay so somehow I went from like not having anything to like working on Star Trek hanging out with you know ha having Frankie Pinelli cook me dinner and by the <laughs> way the most amazing person and but god was he a good cook and it's just like but I'm like how was this happening and it's like you know getting to shoot kiss and concert and and all this stuff is so it's it's been a it's been an amazing adventure and you know so i i always feel blessed that uh that i have these opportunities and like i said you know to have someone like alan in, the, in your life and you're sitting there going you know i remember that that cold day and and then the, uh, you know t tossing so I, the yeah it was like oh it, it was it was like it was so early in the fucking morning because greg wanted to get the sunrise and it was like yeah. okay but sunrise is like at four o'clock. And so the band was like miserable. We were all miserable. And yeah. So there's, there's, I, I got to, I got to tell this. I'm going to start a little further back than that. So I'm, I'm at Photoshop world and I get a call from um, Scott DeUsa hmm. and he's uh, Hey, we're going to do this accept video outing in, you know, close to you out in the middle of nowhere. And I'm in San Diego. So it was about two and a half hours of driving. And he goes, um, will you come and shoot behind the scenes stills for this video? You know, and I'm like, oh, absolutely. He goes, great. Meet us at this like map coordinate at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, why? He goes, because they want to shoot early morning when the sun comes up. And I'm like, okay, no problem. But it's like April or May. I mean, it was, and it was freezing, not just yeah. cold. It was like, two pairs of jeans, every piece of clothing I could find in my car, and I still couldn't feel my fingers freezing. And I remember taking the shot of Wolf Hoffman from XF, and he's standing there. It actually ended up, I sold the image to Framus. They used it in a um, uh, print ad. They chopped him out of it and put him with amps behind him. But it was originally shot at like 5 o'clock in the morning as he's standing on this thing, and he's wearing jeans and a T-shirt. Yeah. Because he couldn't change because he had to be in the same clothes for the whole video. And yeah. he was so cold. Yeah, Every barely, like couldn't hold the pick cold. <laughs> yeah. And they're yeah. trying to play the song over and over again. And you can see their fingers are shaking at times. So they have to stand there and they're, uh, 
it was uh, it yeah, came and out we, brilliantly but it was and, so oh god yeah it was cold. and it was and that was and that was funny because that was the third video um and again you know you you look back at it so how did i meet wolf wolf hoffman uh i met wolf hoffman because obviously a huge except fan but wolf had gotten out of the business and also tying this all back in wolf uh left the business left uh music and became a photographer yep and uh, I looked at his stuff, and I, so I had called him, and I had tried to hire him because we were doing The Biggest Loser, and they wanted to do these artsy portraits of, like, the cast members, like, overweight people, but in an interesting, beautiful way to show the body forms, but, and and I said, oh, I, I think you would be the person to do this job, and we started talking about it, and that started a, a conversation and a friendship that lasted for years. Always with the caveat that I would say to him, I'm like, hey, if you ever want to do a video, let me know. I will pull every favor in the galaxy and we will do a video for you. And and he was like, yeah, okay, okay. And that was like 2007, eight, it was like early. No, no, it'd be like 2005. Anyway, yeah. kept, kept friends for years. And... Um, then he met Mark and, and the, the wheels started spinning and he's like, oh, we want to do a video. And he's like, and I, go, I go, okay. And that was my first season of Justified. And uh, we had just finished the show, uh, finished the season. So it was March. And, um, I, and I literally got all the bar, the lights from Justified, got all the people to the thing. And it's like, they spent 1500 bucks on the, on Teutonic Terror. And we had fire and tanks and, you know, so they got a lot bang for their buck. But one of the things we learned was we're the same wardrobe because we're cutting in between. And none of us were, that was my first music video directing. Uh, and they hadn't really, but if you look at that Teutonic Territory video, Mark is wearing sunglasses, not glasses, not glasses, glasses <laughs> for the whole fucking video. <laughs> and it was like, but you don't realize it at the time. You just go into the cutting room and go, fuck. <laughs> um yeah so that was uh that was a fun experience and then since they they flew out here uh they they were like here for a weekend uh we did a second video the next day so we it was like a friday night we shot teutonic terror uh and we, we and we didn't it wasn't like a crazy music video shoot i think we only had the uh the location for like six hours so we got everything in six hours uh and then the next day since they were there, I said, okay, I'm going to shoot Pandemic. And they're like, oh, what are we going to do? I'm like, I'm going to shoot you on green screen. I'll figure it out later. And uh, then we, we I shot each one of them individually, um, just literally. And I said, and they're like, so what? I go, I don't know. I'm going to, I got to finish Teutonic Terror. We have that. You don't have an album out because they hadn't even released the album. They had two, right. basically two two songs at that point. So we did that. And um and then two times terror comes out it uh, you know fun thing it, it crashed twitter that's a, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. a very yeah yeah the, the, there's the, a great the, story it, about the uh, the band accept and uh and twitter just go back there it was truly amazing yeah um, um but uh and then i decided to do once the twitter thing came out i i'm like oh okay well i'm going to do like a comic book type of idea and it became pandemic and it's like a 
page turn type of thing. And I, uh, I and I had never used Adobe After Effects before. I'm like, well, I'm going to learn this thing. I'm going to do this. Here's my idea. It's going to be like a comic book. Uh, with the ending being, you know, the pandemic's over or the pandemic continues or something like that. And at one point we had, because my whole idea was um, to get the guy uh, who played Agent Coulson in Marvel yeah. to do a cameo and he launches into the into the the, the video. Uh, and at the last moment, uh, Marvel, he he's like, yeah, Marvel said no. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but he was very cool. But we ended up doing, so like pandemic was like, literally just two hours of shooting and me uh, spending like two months of editing figuring out how to how to do that and then yeah so that was a but it was funny because you know at that point I had never done any concert photography so it was like one of these things I'm looking back and they're like I'm like oh I don't have any photos of wolf on a tank that I took I'm like I do have a video, but, uh, you know, I didn't actually take any, any of the photos from that. And then for the, all the wonderful stuff you did on, um, on the video, which was amazing. And then we ended but up. That was it, a, it was such an interesting day because not only was it just the first really behind the scenes look of, of, um, watching a movie being, or, or a video being shot. It was some of the little tricks that were done were really cool. It was the first time I'd actually seen, uh, we used a drone um yeah because like you could get a drone to do this flyaway shot for you know a grand as opposed to hiring a helicopter and a crew to do it for you know a hundred grand it was one of those yeah. like and then um greg took a guitar cut out all the the core stuff and shoved a gopro um yeah. behind the strings and it was one of those things that i was like that is just you know genius so you actually get this I don't know how long it is in the video, two seconds, but the playing actually is from behind the hand strumming the strings. And it was just like, yeah. just one of those moments. I'm like, oh, why didn't I think of that ever? Like, yeah. you know, just, um, and then I remember driving home. I had to leave at, uh, at four o'clock. You guys are still filming. I had to leave because I had to go shoot a rave that night. So I went from freezing desert with a, you know, German heavy metal uh, band to a paint covered rave party at the uh, sports arena that evening. And yeah. people were looking at me going, you have a very interesting life. And I'm like, other than the four hours I spent on the road today. Yeah. It was, a, it was yeah. really one of the more interesting days I've ever had. Um, yeah. But you know, it's a, it's that thing. And I, I say the, the same thing myself is um, yeah, we do have it. We have an interesting life. You have the thing, but it's like, it's not everything that, you know, people, you know, say it. they're like, oh my God, you live the best life. I'm like, yeah, I've been out of work for five months. Yeah. That's right. not awesome. And it's like, you know, people are like, well, you know, they'll call you for Star Trek. I go, yeah, if Star Trek Legacy goes, they call me in a year. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll, and I go, and I go, that'd be awesome. But hopefully, right now, I hope I'm on another show at some point between now and then. Uh, you know, my mortgage company would like to, uh, you know, yeah. get some money. And it's like, it's that thing of going, you, you know, you have all these things. It's like, yep, it, there's good points and bad points and this and that. And, you know, and I said, you know, they're like, oh, you got to do Star Trek. And I go, yeah, I got to do Who's Your Daddy, too. So, you know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know kind, uh, which kind of comes around to Picard and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and his son, Who's Your Daddy? Uh, yeah. You oh. are. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, listen, Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you that's two hours just gone in a heartbeat yeah um but no th honestly thank you for your time um and the good work you've done on on picard as well and all the other stuff you've done 
um i need to edit this episode and put it out straight away because <laughs> i've been looking forward to it so much um but like yeah i'm glad you two guys have like worked on something and become friends as well oh yeah oh, well so we've we've even shared photo pair. We were uh, at the um, House of Blues in Anaheim for uh, oh, what were they called? <laughs> that uh, heavy metal. Uh, Scott Ian was um, opening did the um, that super band. I can't I, uh, super group. Yeah, was what it super group? No, it oh. was uh, um, with Scott DeUso was 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 the guy who who uh, hooked me up with it, and I'll I'll think of it the minute we uh, we get away later. Yeah. But um, it's always it's always interesting because I have been in a photo pit for so long that I uh, there are times where I tend to sit and watch what other people do because I'm really curious to, to see how other people are approaching things, especially in big ones. And um, dude, your photos have always just been like. I appreciate that. It's a, yeah. I, it's funny. I think I, part of it is that you you literally don't post crap. See, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I shot this and they're not great, but here you go. And it's like, yeah. you know, I don't see that. So, yeah. Well, it's funny. It was watching how people, it's like we, we had one photographer uh, and that, that I work, that I know a lot and he does the reach and it's like the, and it's yeah. like, yeah. And I was just like, and it's always that, that one thing. So it's like literally I was shooting a ghost and I had done the the the, the work. And at the beginning of the show, the the four uh, ghouls come to the front of the stage and they do that great shot. And I'm like, OK, that's the shot I want to get. And I you know run, get in position. I'm sitting right there and he gets right in front of me. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and it's just right. Then they come out and he just re and I'm like sitting there going. Mother. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I know the etiquette, but I also, you know, I'm like, okay. Good thing you're five foot six because I'm six foot two. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, so I literally had to outreach it, but it's like so wonderful because I like it was wonderfully horrible because uh, I I went and I looked at like the the fan vi the videos from the concert and I go look for that moment and you literally see the front of the stage and I'm like got him by about. Two feet above. The it's just so ridiculous. I'm like, I got nothing to do this. But you know. like that, that act, that ghost show was was great. We had the tour opener here in San Diego, so I had no idea what was going to happen. It was one of the most frustrating moments because I'm like, yeah. I'm, I I felt like I was in the wrong position every single time yeah. something was going well, on because we it, had nothing to go from. Yeah, well, and that's the thing though. It's like, and that's why you know, I when you say you like my photo, I'm like. I just, I'm just waiting. Like every time I do, I post something. I'm like, someone's gonna say this sucks or this. But it was like I remember that show specifically, and I'm going. I've been doing this for long enough that I shouldn't make mistakes. But it's just like literally the lighting threw me because it was like spotlights. It was yeah. like he was heavily backlit, and I'm just Fair. like fighting expose. And I'm like, and then you're doing it, and you're trying to track the movement, and it was like this stage, and you're like going, holy shit! I I I. Came, thought I was prepared, completely not prepared, and I was so excited about this show, and I'm completely blown to shoot, and I was like <laughs> so pissed off, and I got home and I and I pulled a bunch of edits out, and I'm like, okay, this, but I'm like, I literally wanted, I'm like, I'm never gonna shoot again. I suck at this. I suck at this. You know, I'm <laughs> no, never I, gonna do this. So here's here's the thing that happens every time, and got you know, I I shoot a show, and I come home very excited doesn't really matter what it is because in my head like there's a couple of shots that I'm like I just can't wait to get 
these. I mean, for me or for the venue or forever I'm shooting for, like there's just a few of them that I just gut feeling these are going to be great. And then inevitably one of them isn't. It just yeah. didn't. Something, you know, something I didn't notice when I was shooting. The, the flare, the light, the something, the expression, you know. And then everything looks like it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> then I have totally. to actually walk away. I have to get up and I have to get away from my computer. I have to go away. I have to come back like sometimes an hour later, sometimes the next day and go, okay, I have to start this over because that emotional blow when I've <clears> really <throat> screwed up a shot can just color everything else I've done. And that becomes my biggest uh, issue. And that ghost show was exactly like that. There was one or two frames that I'm like, oh, these are going to be perfect. And then when I looked at them on the screen, it was like, oh, um yeah that was a lot brighter than i thought it was and uh yeah, yeah well it so. was like and i did the anthrax show and it's like i positioned myself like but uh no i i like put myself right in the right spot to get scott ian's uh jump and he I get it and then it's like it, but you're also in the middle of shooting so you don't want to stop and, and look but it was in between sets and, and like i looked and i uh when they started talking i'm like okay i have a second scroll through and I just see his head above the fuck. Fuck, 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 And I was just so pissed off. And it pissed me off the rest of the shoot. And it was like, same thing happened with, with, with uh, Zach. I wanted to get the shot where he's like, has the, the, the guitar out. And I wanted to get a super wide. And, and, I, and I didn't get it. And I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. And then I get home. And I'm, you know, I, I then I start looking at the photos. And then I, you know, I get to the shot with his head up here. And then I go to the next shot, and it's head, and it, and, I, and I had him perfectly. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I was, I'm like, oh, I got it. And I was, and I was like, I, but you know, it just really makes me appreciate someone like Neil. Uh, and I, I look at uh, Neil Zolzauer, and I, all these, I have the, the everyone's books. So I look at them, and I, and when I'm looking at that book, I'm sitting there going, thirty six exposures, thirty six shots. You don't have That's a viewer. A... You don't have a check. You don't have a thing. You don't have a. Nope. You have a roll of film, and you got thirty six shots. I, I. That's how I started. I. I I'm I, like, I used yeah. to remember timing that. Timing that. Trying to get the 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 first roll done in the first song, <clears throat> and then learning how to rewind and load a roll in the pit so that I could get two rolls of film in those first three songs, yeah. and not shoot half of the second song. And it was like, yeah. and then running to the one hour developer. <laughs> one hour yeah. little developed Pacific Beach and dropping off the rolls and sitting in his parking lot. The guy would be like, it'll be ready and out. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> like I I I need to see if I got anything worth saving. And um yeah. And then I then I, I made the mistake of switching over to slide film because it was cheaper to get it developed. So I would, you know, but of course much harder to control the exposures. The exposure latitude on slide film was crazy compared to film. Oh really? Film was easy. Oh, oh yes. The exposure on slide film, you were like, if you if you screwed it up, you you screwed yeah, it up. There was yeah. Well, that was the thing. It's like being in uh I don't know if you've ever gone to Neil's garage. He just had yeah just filing cabinets and everything's on slide and and i'm just yeah. sitting there going like literally the history of rock and roll next to a a leaking motorcycle uh, <laughs> and, i have and, ten thousand slide shots in my garage sitting next to somewhere around ten thousand comic books in yeah. long boxes because that's all i really you know yeah have but um, yeah it, it, it's amazing and that's what i love about it I, it's like for me it's like a sport almost it's the 
the the amp up to the show the thing and and trying to get the the shot and the better you get and and it's funny i i talked to some photographers and they're like a little bit more jaded than this and i go and i think part of it is because for me i'm just doing it to do it and it's like mm -hmm. I, you know i don't i'm this isn't my living and i feel bad in some extent because you know like i was i know certain guys and they were saying i'm like okay these guys are making their living out of this or they, these are like the guy I'm like you do your thing i'm gonna be behind you or i'm gonna i'll get my job because i'm doing it to do it i'm not gonna lose my job i'm not gonna yeah. lose, lose anything by whatever <laughs> you guys do, do do your thing and i'm I'm here to, to watch and to learn and it's like uh like guys in la like jack lou or or oh, dude, jack it, shoots it, like a lunatic man that guy is yeah he's yeah, like I, always every just night constantly every night and i'm like uh, but i'm like but he's always the nicest guy and like i'll ask him and he'll give me a foot it's like um like he he uh we, i went one night to shoot uh i was trying to shoot deep purple and i got in to shoot uh joyous wolf who was opening up and um but i didn't get a deep purple pass and 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 uh and jack's like he's like yeah they're gonna check you i go okay he goes but they won't if you're behind me <laughs> and he just kind of walked me out down there and he's like yeah we're good yeah. and but he was just the nicest and the the camaraderie of the the photography family in la was something i never expected i never expected that thing where you're like all of a sudden you're all these guys and you see them all the time and everyone's super nice and cordial and supportive online and i was i was like wow i expected everyone to think i'm an asshole and my shit sucks and they were completely not that way. They were always supportive and helping out and tips and this and that. And and it's just the whole thing. And it, it's a it's similar up up in Toronto, but less because I think uh, LA is more music centric. But uh, you know, it's just you run into so many of the the. But I just found that LA has some some of the best photographers around, and again, uh, just the nicest people too. Yeah, I mean, some of my some of my really good friends. I love sharing a pair when they come down here. I don't go up to LA very much anymore because. Yeah. Well, it takes nine and a half hours to drive there and nine yeah. and a half hours to drive back. And it's just sometimes not worth it for, you know, the seven minutes of shooting. But a lot of times those guys come down to San Diego because it's a little easier sometimes to get approved yeah. for some of the big shows. So I'll I'll see yeah. Jack at a show or, you know, Chris Loomis or any of those guys. Yeah, they, they Chris and Joe Schaefer. And yeah, it was so funny. We all did uh, uh, right after the pandemic. It was like one of the first shows after the pandemic, uh, Judas Priest and um and uh richie faulkner it was one of his first ba uh concerts back after uh having his heart issue and for whatever reason it was at the shrine and they put us in the aisles all the way back so it wasn't even like it was the probably the worst shooting position ever that i've seen and for no real good reason and and it was like you had to pick a side. We we're like, okay, so we Queensrÿche opened up, and we all went, went one side, and then I it was like, but it was just so bad that I had like a six hundred, and you barely getting a shot, and we're wow. all like with within this one little area, and you're going, okay, so we're all in there with like literally stacked next to each other, uh, all with our big huge lenses, and so then 
the photos, everyone posts their photos the next day, and everyone had the same photo of Rob Halford in the exact same <laughs> position, except for the three people who were on the other side just... of the thing, who had that exact same photo, but from the other direction. But it was literally six people posting the same exact photo because that was the only <laughs> photo to get. It was just like... like yeah, it's it, it's one of those things where I always like people go, well, don't you feel like you're in competition with other photographers? And I'm like, no, because other other than those really extreme examples where they've put you into the same spot with everyone else. I have sat. Um, I think one of the best examples was Scott Busey and I. Um, we shot. We don't. We taught together for years, but we never really shot a show very uh, together very often. But we did one. Um, and we were both sitting in the photo pit right next to each other. We were standing at the house of blues in Anaheim. We were shoulder to shoulder. Uh, and there's a shot of Chris Broderick who we both actually know personally. And we both shot him walking out with his guitar and we're both using Nikon cameras with Nikon lenses. We're standing two inches away from each other. We have taught together for like eight years. We know, you know, the two sets of images because we're going over them the next day of the same guy at the same time were two completely different sets of images yeah. i went tight and vertical making you know he left more space and went horizontal like all these little changes and i'm like why would i be in competition with him it's different now there are times yeah. where i see someone get a shot and i go oh god damn <laughs> i like i wish i would have taken that yeah. Like when I see a shot that I'm like, at, I'm like, I wish I would have got that one. That's, yeah. you know, that's the only competition there is. I'm just happy someone got it. I'm upset that I didn't get it, but. Yeah. And and that's, you know. for me, that's the thing is that, and, uh, you know, I, my, my biggest problem is that I, you know, I just see myself as uh, I try and be a friendly interloper because, you know, I know that there are people who are, this is their job and they're trying to make money and I'm not. So I'm like sitting there going, okay, I'm providing like, because I write for these blogs and things. And it's like, I am giving you very well written tripe uh, reviews of this of this stuff. I'm doing, you know, I, I as a writer, I've written tons of magazine reviews and stuff. So I'm like, yes, I, I write a good review, but they're getting it for free or for cheap or for whatever. And it's like, so I realize that there are, I'm by providing the service and doing good photography, thank you for saying it, mm -hmm. that I'm like screwing other people because I'm like, you can get Dave, he'll do good photography for, you know, whatever. And it's like, I'm devaluing the product, but, you know, so that's why I try and, you know, do it for other people. But I, you know, I know, I know it's that thing about there going, you know, uh, I think everyone's respectful of, of, of each other and, and whatnot. So I, I think that, and I always try not to undersell people. But I look at it the other way around because you're not going to an outlet. Let's say, let's, let's take a big one. Let's take Rolling Stones. So mm -hmm. someone gets hired by Rolling Stone to shoot a concert and write a review, usually two people, and uh, they get a, a day rate. I'm, I'm going to make up numbers. So some guy gets $1,000 to do an article on a concert. You're not going and going to Rolling Stone and going, hey, I'll go do that for free. Yeah. So you're not actually taking work away from someone who's earning work. You're, you are taking a photo pass away from someone else who might be writing for a blog but that's okay. That's fair game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I because I, I'm a house photographer and in a venue here, so I'm getting paid for being there. Well, and, yeah. You and know. again, that most of the, the 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 guys that are up here, same, they're the same situation. They're the they're shooting for a radio station. They're shooting for the right. the venue. They're shooting for a thing. So you're you know, I stay yeah. out of their way. You whatever. Yeah. 
but it, and, and I think that that that's the way everyone is and everyone's very friendly but you know the one opportunity I had uh, I shot um years ago they had a uh, the ride for Ronnie uh Ronnie yeah. Dio and there was a there's a concert in uh, in a park in in uh, Van Nuys and you know I would just something to do on a Sunday so I went out and shoot there was a couple band good uh, both boys were there and um but uh like towards the end of the day all of a sudden there's people rumbling around the crowd and all of a sudden out comes Dave Grohl to sit in and they and play drums for a few songs I'm like what the fuck is that and because he was literally right behind the park was a was a um grocery store and he was there to buy some barbecue to make some barbecue and he heard the music and he said oh i'm gonna go check it out and then he's like oh my god how cool is this and people are like you want to sit in and he's like sure so there i am the only photographer at the show with dave Grohl sitting in playing drums you know in this whole situation i'm like I am golden. You know, I'm like, so literally go home and edit the photos. I had a great photo, sending them off to everyone. I'm like, I go here, you know, get this, get this stuff. I get a Rolling Stone. I'm going to finally get something. I'm going to get some, someone, you know, something. And the next day it's like nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm like, I'm really pumping it. And then all of a sudden, you know, Rolling Stone. And it's like some fan's iPhone photo, oh. you know, video of this. <laughs> and it's like, and of course, and you're like, oh. They don't want to see the photo. They want to see the video of him playing. Right. And and so often now you see that in, in you know, and it's not like a blog. It's Rolling Stone or, it, and, yeah. you know, it's always the fan shot video that someone posts on YouTube that, that you know, Rolling Stone can just share the video and they're not paying anything. Yeah. Or having to worry about the rights or the yeah. annoying. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 So. Yeah. We that's a that's a whole nother we we can have a whole nother discussion on <laughs> yeah. on on rights and 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 weird oh, things. Oh yeah. Like oh that, we, so. we get trust me, I uh that's one of the things that my, my music photography does pop up in my shows. In fact, they're in season two of Picard, uh our blonde uh bombshell Gerardi, uh having been taken over by the Borg, goes into a bar in downtown LA. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, and she breaks the window. Well, if you look at the bar, the bar is wall to wall with my music photography. Oh, because cool. the bar has all this photography, but we couldn't clear it. So then right. I said, "Here, just use my stuff for free. It's fine." And then Paramount's like, "Oh, well, we can't. We have to have the rights to all those those things." I'm like, "Well, they're. I'll pick. I'll pick photos where you know they're headbangers. You'll just." hair in front of your face you can't see who it is they're like no we need the we need the image rights for each person in the photo i'm like well i don't have the image right the, and i go i'll only put up people that i know and and they're like nope we need image rights for it so i literally had to go get image rights for all okay. the people and i'm like you gotta be fucking i'm like i'm trying to do this for free so, and now you yeah. made my pay. Yeah. so so we we had i You've got my concert photography book. I've got the cover on the on the wall over here. Um, when I wrote that book, uh, the inside images are all. It, it's not a picture book. It's not a tabletop book. It's not a book of images. It's a book on how to shoot concerts. So the stuff inside the book is protected under the how to rule. There's no, you know, the images were all fine. The cover of the book was a whole different story. And on the cover of the book, there's five musicians. Um, three of them are actually good friends of mine. Uh, the two that I are friendly, but I don't know, like I don't go to their house, are um, Steve Stevens and Billy Morrison, who both play with Billy Idol. 
and the publisher and and uh, Billy Morrison is the main picture on the cover of the book and the publisher goes I need to have model releases for both of those images so uh, it just so happened that they were playing together with Camp Freddy in LA at the whiskey and I was approved to shoot it so after the show at 1 30 in the morning I had to go and get them to sign model releases for yeah. those images as they were leaving the club and getting into their cars yeah and I've never felt like such a giant asshole in my entire life as being like hey Steve that was a great show can you sign this please <laughs> And, yeah, and it's know, not same. an autograph. But I want your no. autograph, but in this very specific place. <laughs> right? Can we put? Yeah, could you? You know, and and um, you know, I I I have their emails and stuff, but it just so happened that I needed to. They they were like, you know, it was all kind of set up ahead of time, but it was like one of those moments where you just like, I took the picture. They knew I took the picture. They allowed me to take the picture. They've used the photo. They've both used those photos for other things they were both used for microphone ads that they approved and things like that yeah but i still had to go stand there like a weird yep. stalker yep. guy at two o'clock in the morning you know and get them to sign it after a club show it was really one of the most uh and that was when i decided that if i was going to write books from now on the only thing that's going on the covers are my dogs because i yeah you know they're not yeah gonna well me. well that's why if, if you watch the boys in season one when we were doing the boys it was not a thing. No one had ever heard of the boys. They they didn't know the comic book. They didn't, and and then what they did know was not good because the superheroes are bad, do bad mm. things. Oh yeah, they're, so, they're yeah. So we were violence. trying to get like anyone to allow us to to wear like band shirts or this or anything, and it was like nothing. The only one we could get was Billy Joel, and everyone else. If you look at all the band shirts, you can do something that says says like Nirvana. And it doesn't have any images on it, but if it just says Nirvana, you can show it because it's just a band it's a name word. or whatever. Yeah. It's a, yeah. But uh, if it's like a logo or a photo, then you can't do it, which is so. But if it's and it, you trying to call anyone, anyone. So literally at one point they're walking down the thing and we had to do like billboards and they're like, oh, we want concert billboards. So I literally have a, more of my photography. There's like some Joe Lynn Turner stuff that I done. <laughs> and I'm like, Joe, can I use your thing? And he's like, yeah, here's some. Um, <laughs> But I have like that quiver of music stuff that I now have because of Picard that I have everyone's right thing. I'm like, I put that in every fucking show. <laughs> um, <laughs> it worked. Yeah, yeah. The only the only image that I ever had to pull from a book was my nephew because he was wearing a Thomas the Train t-shirt. Thomas the Tank yeah. Engine, yeah. Thomas the Tank yeah. Engine, whatever whatever it is. Yeah. They were like, no, you can't have that picture of him blowing out the birthday candles because he's wearing that t-shirt. And I'm like. What do you and then no no they'll literally come after us and I'm yeah. like oh that's awesome I my, mean, nowadays with Photoshop that, I would just remove. my book has only got three photographers you Lynn yeah. and me and all the pictures I had to put in here were were all the, again the publisher was who did that photo who did that photo so I just went through and said Alan can I use any of your photos and he went yep. And then yeah. my friend Glenn, same. And then I just had a bunch of images I'd taken. Well, and, and you know, and that's the thing. It's like people, uh, you know, when they watch, luckily, less of it in Star Trek. But anytime that there's a painting on the wall and you know, a, a photo yeah. in, in a TV show, it, it all has to be cleared. And, you know, it becomes a massive. And the, part of the problem is because none of it's been really litigated. It's been 
sued and settled, but not litigated to the extent that here is the actual infringement. If mm -hmm. I, you know, every book cover on the that's behind me, just because it's there, does that mean that, you know, I'm we're yeah. it's a copyright infringement? Yeah. And we so, see that on um, shows all the time. You see the you see the bookshelves with all you see are the are the you, the spines are turned around, so you don't yeah. see the 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 books. And we see it on yeah. design. Which is TV weird. It's free ad. It's free advertising. That's the thing. It's not like well, it is. It's, it's not like it the... is until it's not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because you know, and there's I you know I I went down a big even before I got into photography. There's all these famous uh, cases where someone does see, and it's and it's just a person who sees it and gets pissed off and sues and then it sets a precedent that you can do that yeah it's yeah. like uh and it and it's a thing but i you know i had it happen years ago with the tv show entourage uh where um a, a designer i know uh was working on the show and i had worked with her before and i had this panorama of sunset boulevard at night that uh i it was a uh, a nice panorama but with the streaking lights yeah uh with a slow exposure and we had used it as a backdrop for a show called more sports it was uh, jay moore the comedian he had a talk mm -hmm. show on espn but and she's like oh i want to use that image or something like it uh in uh one of our producer's office on entourage like the in the in the show and it, so and it was like when i had done it it was a triptych so she's like no it has to be one piece so i redid it and thing and i sent it to her i'm like here you go and you know we're friends but uh expecting to get some money out of it but also whatever so um and she's like yeah no we're not gonna end up using it and i'm like okay well so i'm like i'm not gonna ask her for money for something that it wasn't used so i just i dropped it cut to like two years later where i'm watching the show and i was a fan of the show and all of a sudden there they are in one of the producer's offices and guess what's behind them oh my photo and i'm like huh that's my photo and i'm like uh, so i'm like it's in one shot so i'm like okay so then i watched the rest of the season and the final shot of the season has the cast of entourage hugging it out in front of my picture <laughs> I'm like, I'm like okay <laughs> gotta make a call now so i called them and i said you know uh that's my photo and they're like okay i'm like well you don't have the rights to it and they're like uh yeah we do click I'm like, but you don't. And they're like, but we do. And I'm like, okay, please. I go, here's my thing. Send me the contract back. I'd like to see my signature on something. I, I know you don't have it. And then they're like, okay. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm sure we have it somewhere. I go, but you don't. And 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 it, that went on for like, you know, whatever. And then finally I got some producer and it's like, okay, uh, we'll give you 500 bucks. I'm like, okay, but it took me more time than that. So, you know, it, this is what I'm asking for. I'm I'm, I'm fifteen hundred bucks because that's the three days of the whatever. And they're like, no, we get, you can have to take five hundred bucks or take it or leave it. I'm like, now you're annoying me. I'll leave it. <laughs> and they're like, okay, great. Goodbye. We offered you money. You don't want it. You get nothing. And I'm like, oh no, no, it's still. So then this is going on long enough that the show now comes. It's getting ready for the next season, and they start running commercials. And the end of the commercial. Is that is then hung, you know, in <laughs> oh. front of my picture? I'm like, I'm like, okay. So I call them, and, and it's and the same thing. I'm like, okay, great. So I had a friend whose wife was a lawyer. We drafted up uh, a contract, and um, and she's like, yeah. So you don't want to sue them because then you're 
a money grubbing person. So you're just doing a cease and desist. So you're right. saying you can't use my you can't use my photograph yeah. anymore. And she goes, but what that will do is they can't use it ever. And that since it's now going to come out on DVD, they can't use it in the DVD, which means oh. they're going to digitally go take it out. And it's that's going to cost them money. Yeah. A lot, and, a lot more than $1,500 to. <laughs> yeah. So then we, so that, that's what we do. We send them a cease and desist. And then finally, I get a call from HBO's legal. They said, uh, yeah, we hear there's a problem with that. I said, this is not a problem. Uh, I, you know, they use my photo. I asked for compensation for it. I said, I work in the industry. I work through this. I understand the thing. But I also know I didn't get paid for the work that I did. I said, explain. And she's like, I'm sorry, how much were you asking for it? I go, well, I I, I asked for $1,500, but now I got to pay a lawyer. So it's, let's just say, let's just say, even two grand. And the lawyer went, I'm sorry, two grand? And and, and I said, yeah. And she goes, you'll have a check this afternoon. Yeah. And, and it's <laughs> like, and she goes, and she goes, and thank you very much for your, your and I go, Oh, I'm well aware of what the, you know, I go, this is, this is half a million dollars. This is a half a million dollar lawsuit that I'm giving you for two grand. Mm. Right. So, because my season desist is totally validated and it would, would cause you to digitally take it out to the tune of about half a million dollars. So, yeah. and she's like, and she's like, yeah, the, I'm going to, these people are going to get a strongly worded thing because the fact that you're doing this and being nice, they can't be, they can't do this anymore. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you if you hadn't done this, they're screwed. So, and now you get but, to say your photos in Entourage. In, in, in Entourage, yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So it was that was my first paid pho photograph too. So there you <laughs> go. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, did you get to shoot? So, because you're a photographer as well with the work you do, do you get to be official photographer on Picard? No, no. They, they the publicity people hire photographers to do that and right yeah so but no one's gonna tell me that i can't bring my camera on set because what, what you can't take a photo hey i'm the production designer i have to take photos of the set what do you <laughs> yeah like, what do you want me to do hey eh? <laughs> uh but what i do and then and then the publicity people will literally email and email and give me shit they're like you can't post photos of the cast i go it's a behind the scene, and they're like, "We have behind the scenes people." I go, "I've seen their photos." Um, <laughs> um, so I, I, if you notice, whenever I post my Picard stuff, I always post it in black and white. Yeah. So I say it's an artistic piece, and and whatever. So they they haven't been getting on my account, but they did initially. I had a a, a photo of uh, Picard and and Whoopi Goldberg in the bar, and it was like. They're like little teeny in the middle, and and they're like, yeah, you post an unauthorized photo of Patrick Stewart. I'm like, he's that, oh, okay, yeah, really? yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not worth it. But it's like, you know, and and now I think that they get it. It's like, okay, one of now one of my photos gets ten times the the press that their photo gets because yeah. you know, it, it's a you know, it's an insight into behind the scenes and 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 also yeah, I, I get I, it. Yeah. I, I will tell you this. I um, many, many, many years ago, uh, I was photographing a little local festival. It's one of the reasons I met m my buddy Mark. He was playing. The photos of them playing on the stage got good traction. The one photo of them sitting backstage got a hundred times the traction. Like yeah. the one behind the scenes glimpse of him sitting on a table 
tuning his guitar with the bass player sitting next to him talking. I still remember the shot. That shot got like it was it was crazy numbers. Like yeah, that one was like ten thousand people saw it compared to like a thousand who looked at the of the actual shots of the of the show. Like one of those glimpses behind the scenes, everyone wants to feel that they've seen that and part of it and they can get a little bit more of, yeah oh that's what happened and well and, and that's why it's like I, I i often you know sit back and, and do the oh i wish and the whole idea of you know you, you you see the 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 guys who would go on tour and listen to neil neil's story about going on tour with Van halen and some of the photos you know and it's just all and that's really something that we don't get anymore because the bands aren't doing that. They're all taking photos of their, with their iPhones and, and, right. and, and, and everyone, and everyone has social media and it's like, everyone has so much access to the artists now that it's less of a thing. It's like, you know, just, I remember seeing like, you know, the kiss photos of kiss with at their makeup stations. And, uh, and I think it was, uh, Neil's got a great photo of uh, Motley Crue and they had their road boxes that would open up and there would be their little makeup areas and things. And, and I was like, how cool is that? Like each person has their own little road box with their own little drawers and, and things. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, the, the that whole behind the scenes thing was just such a, a wonderful thing. And there's so many uh, great artists that they don't shoot live stuff anymore or they would just shoot all the behind the scenes and, yeah. and the portrait stuff and, so there, you know, for me, I it, it's uh, the photography is an ongoing journey that uh, you know it's something that I'm enjoying getting into and and the same thing. But you know, it, it's also handy to you know when I show my portfolio, it's like, what have you done? It's like, well, here's a photo of Patrick Stewart and you know behind the scenes. Oh, you do behind the scenes stuff. I'm like, oh, kind I you know. So at some point, someone's going to pay me, you know, because really the only photo I've ever been paid for is the entourage, which mm. uh, you know. Uh, but it's funny and they and then the only music photo up you know that i've actually had like a other than like a blog was from my very first uh concert photo which was i did a reality show with ted nugent sebastian bach scott ian and uh evan seinfeld and um jason bonham and it was a vh1 show called Supergroup, where they all came together for in vegas to do a thing and uh, I was I shot photos at their concert because no one else was there. I'm like, oh, I'll shoot right. it. And uh, it was used in a bunch of different papers. So I was like, oh, wow. So and looking back on it, I go, that's actually a decent photo. And it was one of my <laughs> my only uh, that's my only music uh, photo that I shot with film. So uh, but it was my first one published. So, so the, that there's a I saw as well. There's because um, you obviously create a lot of production art. But I know you have artists who do the recreations. I know you've got like 3D and sketches and, yeah. and that. And you're ending up putting the set together based on the art. Did I see that there's a book coming out for Picard that may have your work in it? Yes, it's it, 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 a little bit of a sore subject. I had pitched. I'm like, I do photography. I write. I told them, I said, I want to write the book. I'll do the Art of Picard book by the people doing the show and do mm. it from our perspective. So it doesn't seem like whatever. And they were like, no, no, no one's interested. We're not doing a book. We're not going to do that thing. Uh, it's not something because again, it wasn't the, the show wasn't getting the traction that it would warrant a book. And, and then season three comes out and <clears> it's <throat> doing well and, and everything. And all of a sudden I get a call from 
a, a writer in the book and you say, oh, I'm I, I'm writing the the book on the art, the design of Picard, and we're we're almost I'm pretty much done with it, but I want to interview you. I'm like, <laughs> okay, now would be and he's like, you have 15 minutes, and I got 15 minutes with the guy. Uh, so uh i'm like okay so um yes there will be a book yes i will have my work in it but uh i i liken it to the uh there's a book out called the art and design of preacher yeah uh, another show i did uh i didn't hear about the book until uh, a friend of mine bought it and gave it to me <laughs> okay uh it uses 32 of my photos that i didn't know about oh nor was i paid for any of them so I'm like, you didn't ask me for it, you didn't credit me, and you just used them, and you didn't even give me a free book. Wow. And it's the same publisher that's doing yeah. the art of a card book. So I'm like, yeah. So they, you know, if it, it's fine. You know, I want to support the thing, but in, in the same point, it's like, okay, well, you say you you give me shit for taking photographs, but now you want to use my photographs, which is yeah, yeah. Hey, I I uh. I wrote three books about the iPad. Uh, I'm a concert photographer. I'm a photographer. I said, hey, how about doing a book about iPads photography? And they're like, that's never going to sell until two weeks later when they announced that they were doing a book on iPads and photography. And I was like, yeah. oh, so, okay. Got yeah, it. There no it problem. Uh, I didn't mean I to bring it. that up as a sore point. <laughs> it was just, I, I saw it on your feed and I saw you kind of, I, I, I kind well, of knew you didn't have anything to do with it, but kind of you obviously did because well, that also well, in well, there. And, and well, part of the reason I keep pump, pumping it is because the PR people said to me, uh, don't share stuff because we want to put it in a book. Right. Well, or we, they said we might want to put it in a book. I can, but I'll write the book. So, mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, Pumping up the book while sharing stuff and getting, and now everyone's like, "Oh my god, we want a book!" I'm like, "Oh, it's here. It's going to be a thing. Yeah. I won't make any money off of it. All my work's in it, and and you know, so there you go. So, uh, but right. you so, know, again, I... go ahead. No, go go finish it. No, yeah. You know, so I just, I you know, it's supporting the show and the whole thing, and in the end, it will be like, again. I am such a whiny bitch because <laughs> I am living the best life. It's like, oh, sorry, you whiny little bitch that you like. You want uh, your photographs of Star Trek are in a book about Star Trek. It's all about you and what you did, and you're crying about this. Oh, sucks to be you. It's like, yeah, I should just shut up and, and just you know. It's like, oh, you have to have the book on your shelf. It's all about your work when you're doing Star Trek. Is that right next to your photo of Gene Simmons? And, you know, and, and oh wait, you, you, your your music video that you'd reckon with accept. It's like, why? Well, you know. It's all relative, so, Dave. It's all relative. <laughs> so for for those uh, young yeah. people who who are who are starting out and looking at at stuff, what is the? We'll wrap this up with what advice would you give someone who? says i want to do what dave does what's the um, best i would say or, or... It, the, the first thing is in it's some advice that my grandfather gave me and when i was going to hollywood and he said um if you're gonna start coming up with a plan b you might as well give up on plan a because you already did right if you're gonna do it do it and and, and they go I look back at my career and I should have bailed 20 times. It's like, you know, when you're doing, when you when your life is waking up every day, going to who's your daddy, <laughs> it, it really, it's like, you're not living the Vita Loca. 
But you're sitting there going, that's the point at which a sane person gives up mm. and decides this is not going to work out for me. I'm going to go do something different. Perseverance, stick with it, come up with a plan, and then don't reinvent the wheel. Uh, I think that a lot of people sit there and go, and I look back on my career and go, yeah, I should have just done, figured out how other people have done it and do what they did mm. rather than try to find my way through the things and figure it out. It's like, you know, model other people. It's like, I, it's, it works the same thing for music photography. It's like, I want to shoot a band. Well, how do you do that? Well, follow other people. What do they do? Oh, they, they write for blogs. Oh, well, I'm going to find a blog, get a thing, do a thing, get a music pass, figure out what they've done and try and do it. I was trying to do it. Oh, I'm going to call the singer and I know I'm going to hit him up on Facebook and do the thing. I'm like, no, other people have already figured it out. You just need to do that and, you know, watch what they've done, figure it out and go, okay, yeah, this is what I do. You know, learn to do software and, and technology because that's a big thing. Every five years, we have a giant paradigm shift in that. So that's going to impact things. You know, now we're dealing with the uh, the AR wall, uh, you know, like Mandalorian, where they put the uh, Unreal Engine on the wall and yeah. you're designing for that. Five years ago, that wasn't a thing. Now <clears throat> it's a huge thing. And, and it's even someone my age, I got to learn the software, how it works, all these different things. So you have to constantly be learning, constantly be doing things, but you just, you don't quit. You just keep her, keep moving forward. And it's like, to, because, you know, it's that thing where I've been doing it for uh, going on 30 years now. You're like, yeah, it took me 30 years to get here. So, you know, when it was, I was doing it for 10 years, that's a long time. And people are like, I'm giving up, I'm going to go do something else. But, you know, it, 30 years is a long time to spend doing it. And you, and you, uh, you know, you end up doing a lot of who's your daddies, but eventually you'll get it. And, you know, but, uh, you know, again, you, you can't, uh, discount skill and and networking but i think that that's the biggest thing that i think that people uh would focus on is that i think i would say probably 30 percent of what i do is is design the other 70 percent is people management hmm. and that's both people above me and and below me uh, how do you how do you get someone to to take your you have an idea how do i convince this group of people to do it how do i sell an idea how do i convince people that my idea is the best idea uh, and then when people come to you with a bad idea, how do I convince them that their idea is bad without saying your idea sucks? Let's not do that. Um, and and how do how to do all these things? Because you know, people talk to me like, oh, you designed Star Trek Picard, and you've got all these great people to do all these things. I'm like, I got all the best Star Trek designers in the world coming to me, and they bring me an idea, and I'm like, huh, that's not great, but. I like this part of this. What do you think about it? And then I channel my inner Steven Spielberg and go, this I say, yeah, what about the green? What he's doing? And it's like, it's not, I'm going to say that sucks. I'm like, oh, I like what you did here and bring it around because, and then you bring everyone together as a team, but it's like, it's all that personal management that's really what sells it. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. It's definitely a people thing. It's a, it's a skill yeah, because... that so many young people need to learn is you don't just barge your way in and demand and expect instant, instant results, you've got to develop relationships and work out how to work and deal with different kinds of people, like the alphas yeah. and the quiet people and, yeah. and just know how well, to ma manage it. Well, again, whether you're dealing with musicians or film people, you're dealing with a lot of very type A personality 
And everyone in that room has a great idea. Everyone's idea is right. Everyone's idea is going to be perfect. And they're all different. How do you negotiate that? Because you're going to sit there and at some point, someone's going to come up to you and say, we're changing the name of the show from Reunited to Who's Your Daddy? <laughs> and how you react in that moment and how you do all these things, that is what changes it and, and, and whatever. And you know, to bring the whole story full circle, Who's Your Daddy aired one episode of 10 that we shot. Why? Because it was stupid. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. No one stood up and said, this is stupid. This is a bad idea. Everyone just kind of kept their mouth shut, even though we're all doing it. And poor Fanola Hughes had to sit there and say, welcome to Who's Your Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just for, now, is, is this a, is yours an audio only podcast? It's, yeah. yeah, it's usually audio only, but I sometimes, like, there's already been a snippet earlier where you were talking about something that I might just put out as a teaser for the podcast. So if it's okay. something you want I, on video, I can. I, I I will I will go find the video just so the viewers can go, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I can put it in this. We have a page for the show notes, so yeah. I'll, I'll put all your links and everything. But, yeah, that definitely have to put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, I, listen... I really appreciate you taking the time out. Yeah, it's been that... Thanks, mate. It's just been an absolute blast. Um, yeah, I, I, so I could talk talk to you about Star sure. Trek all day long, but um, well, but... hopefully, uh, you know, the the stars align and we and I get on something else, and we get to we'll come back and we'll do it again uh, very soon. That absolutely, yeah. you're always welcome back on, Dave. And and if the writer's strike goes on forever, um, and you got nothing to do at some point, I'll have nothing to do too because it will flow down. <laughs> it'll flow down to all kinds of productions, and we'll just. Go back and chat about something else. Yeah, there you go. Brilliant. Listen, well, thank, right. thanks very much, Dave. I'll put all the Twitter and your Instagram in in the show notes. So yep. wrong, perfect. And follow you, but uh, thank thanks so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure meeting you. Oh, you're welcome. And if, if you have any follow up questions or whatever, just uh, don't hesitate to give me a shout. Cool. Right. Thanks so much, Dave. All right. Thanks. Thank Dave. you. Cheers. All right. Bye.